Meseches Rosh Hashanah, Perek Dalid, Mishnah Beis. Says the Mishnah, the od zos chaysa Yerushalayim yesera al Yavne, and there were other ways that the city of Yerushalayim was uh, more prestigious or superior to the city of Yavne. So the Gemara said, the Gemara explains that. Uh, the city of Yavne was where the Sanhedrin was after the destruction of the Beis Amigdash. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was the Nasi of the Sanhedrin during this time. So here the Mishnah discusses the superiority of Yerushalayim over the city of Yavne. Shekol ir shehiroe, because any town that could see Yerushalayim, um, any time I could see Yerushalayim, Vishomas, and could hear a shofar being blown in Yerushalayim, Ukirova, and also was close enough to Yerushalayim to be within its tchum, its 2000 Amos, Vyacholo Lavo, and also in that town, in theory, you would be able to travel from it to Yerushalayim without being Michal Shabbos, or without violating any Dini de Rabbonon. For example, there are no rivers in the way or, or, or you know, terrible uh, ba- barriers between, between the city and Yerushalayim. Token, they may blow the shofar on Shabbos. Uvi Yavne, and in Yavne, lo ayu token ela bebezdin bilvat. In Yavne, they were only allowed to blow the shofar in the bezdin itself. Now the Mishnah proceeds uh, to delineate a number of takanos that were made by Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai in order to preserve the experience of the Mikdash in a post-Mikdash world. So the first one relates to the Chag of Sukkis, and the second one will relate to something that occurs on Pesach. On the Chag of Sukkis, says the, says the, uh, the Mishnah, Barishona hayu halulav nitel b'mikdash shiva. Originally, the lulav was taken in the mikdash all seven days of Sukkot. Even though the Torah says, L'kachtem l'chem b'yom ha'rishon, nevertheless, in the mikdash, the lulav was taken all seven days. Uva medina, and outside of the mikdash, the uh, the lulav was only taken yom echad. When we say lulav here, we mean, of course, all of the arba minim. The lulav, the esrog, the hadasim, the arovos. Meshacharav Beis Hamikdash. After the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Hiskin Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai made a takana. Sheyehi lulav nital ba Medina shiva. That the lulav, that the Dalid minim, would be taken outside of the Mikdash all seven days of Sukkot. Obviously, if there is a Shabbos, obviously there will be a Shabbos. Uh, that will be prevented by the takana of not uh, carrying. But nevertheless, it is shayech. It is applicable to all seven days of Sukkot. Why? Zecher Mikdash, So that we should remember and preserve the experience of the Mikdash. Rabbi Salvechik used to point out that there were there are some takanos of remembering the Mikdash that are intended to remember it in the framework of its destruction. Like when we make in our homes a Zecher Mikdash, We leave something unfinished or uh, various other customs that we have to remember the Avelos, the destruction of the Mikdash. The Zechel HaMikdash Bechorbana. And there are other things we do to remember. The Zechel HaMikdash of, uh, of what the Mikdash was like in its glory. And it's important that when we lose something, not only to remember uh, the, the loss and the tragedy, but also to remember the radiance and the beauty of what existed. That that's also part of Jewish memory. Zechel HaMikdash. 
So here we have something that we do every Sukkot, not to remember how terrible it is that we don't have the Mikdash, but to remember how beautiful the Mikdash was. The second Takana related to how to handle the Omer. The Omer relates to a Isser that the Torah explains that forbids the eating of any new grain before the Minchasa Omer, a special carbon that was offered in the Beis HaMikdash on the 16th day of Nisan, which was the Omer. And the Omer is a measurement. It contained an Omer of freshly ground barley. So before offering this, the um, all of the all of the grain from the previous year was prohibited. Once we offered this carbon, so now the grain becomes completely permitted. So when the Beis HaMikdosh was standing, and so let's say I wasn't around uh, the Mikdosh when this actually took place. How do I know when I could eat my my new grain? So so when the Beis HaMikdosh was standing, uh, you could eat the new grain once the Omer was concluded. So they used to wait, if you weren't in the, the Mishnahis and Menachos explain, they used to wait until about noontime. And by noon, they could assume that the carbon had taken place, and therefore, it was no problem. Now that the Beis HaMikdash had been destroyed, so there's not going to be a carbon of Omer. So there's a whole discussion. So there's not going to be a carbon of Omer. So how do we know when on that day of the 16th, we are permitted to go ahead and eat that grain? So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai made a takana of Yom Hanef Kulo Aser. He made a takana that that entire day we are not permitted to eat um, the grain. We have to wait till the entire day is over. Why do we have to wait till the entire day is over? So in theory, we should not have to wait at all. We should be allowed to eat the Omer even with the very first day. So the Gemara explains very beautifully that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was concerned that perhaps the Beis Amigdash would be rebuilt and people wouldn't know that it would be rebuilt. And we'd have to work very, very quickly to uh, bring the Karban Omer. And we would have the entire day in order to do that. So on the possibility that that may happen, uh, we're not allowed to eat it. So you see another type of Takana of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, one that is intended not necessarily to mourn the Mikdash, but to keep alive within the hearts and minds of the Jewish people that anticipating hope that ultimately one day the Beis HaMikdash will be rebuilt.